0: The 560th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog to enter our bonus contest. Five winners will receive shirts, hats, and a $50 SGPN gift card. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start making smarter bets today.
1: Hi, ho, Dejan Welcome to episode five hundred and sixteen of the MMA Gambling Podcast and so the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. This episode is going out to my mommy, whose birthday is today. Um, thank you for coming to the show. Uh, I can close the Rancho Cucamonga Cucamonga tab ab open. Gumby and I were uh, doing some geography before the episode. Thanks for coming to the show. Um, we're going to talk MMA. Talk about an amazing event last night. I'm one of your hosts, Jeff Chalks. Fox, we both did okay with our picks last night, but Gumby beat me once again. Uh, he's having himself a year, this this Gumby man. Um, yeah, interesting fight. Uh, interesting fight night. Um, and I, I would have won if it wasn't for... a. Surminion Surmise. I don't know what you call someone from whoever Jarzinho Rosenstrikes from Surin Surinamese. For if it wasn't for a Surinamese uh MMA fighter, I, I uh, may have beat Gumby. Actually, it wasn't really him that won the fight, it was he, someone who lost it. But we'll get into all that. Let's bring in the man of the hour who lost a little less than I did last night. It's gonna be Hello. So before I start
0: going defending Jairzinho Rosenstroik and your your bad mouthing of him just now, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to remind people, because when I remind people at the beginning of the episode to do this, it works yep. way better. Uh, just click subscribe. It's right below my uh, beautiful face if you're watching on YouTube, because that helps us out um mentally and uh if you you don't want weird notifications popping up all the time or my face coming up all the time that's fine just turn notifications off we don't even care uh cuz we're looking for the subscription not the notification it'll change your life nothing at all to hit that button for us so please uh just do so or if anything it makes it better definitely not going to make it worse um because then you'll get cool takes like this one where i told you that there was no way that Shamil Gaziev had the wrestling to take down Jairzinho Rosenstrike and I stand by that because his wrestling stinks uh it's not good at all um and I think Rosenstroke is sort of underrated in his abilities uh both in in his boxing right like he was a, a pretty talented kickboxer before he came over to mma and I think his takedown defense is legitimately good and I don't mean like was good enough to be a fat slow uh heavyweight who was looking to mm-hmm. quit last night I mean, I think his takedown defense might legitimately be good. I said he stuffed Curtis Blades a few times in their fight, uh, which is a, you know, kind of a high barometer for him. I mean, he made Godziev headbutt the cage. I think that's, uh, that's up there as one of my favorite moves of all time, <laughs> especially one of my favorite moves during the top first 10 seconds of a fight, because, uh, man, it doesn't get any weirder than that, uh, but like. Every time Gaziev was in on a single, he broke the hands, he stopped the foot, he, you know, brought the clinch back up towards his chest so that he didn't have to fight the legs anymore. Like, he did everything technically proficient, uh, if not great. So, uh, between that and his jab and his cardio, which I I mentioned on Thursday's episode, the dude has insane cardio for a dude who's shaped like that, um... Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I know we haven't even officially gotten into breaking down this fight, but I think that was an expert, expert performance by Jairzinho Rosenstrike. That's that's my take.
1: So how are you, Gambi? We haven't even started the episode I'm great. Look, here I'm, you go right. I'm great.
0: I'm great because um, Rosenstreich won. The, yeah, the night one. started Plus off kind of shoddy. Yeah, yep. that, that night started off kind of shoddy, but the main card ended very nicely for me, especially when... Plus one forty caches in the and he was actually higher come fight time he was like plus one sixty yeah I
1: I I figured uh, making picks on every fight and betting the same amount I knew it was not going to be a profitable night uh, in in that regards because it was just far too chalky uh, of a fight card I wasn't in on enough dogs and we had what three dogs come through which is you know about what you would expect for a card this size but only one of uh one of our combined dogs came through which was Gumby's Rosenstrake uh, pick um. Yeah, you, you said a lot a lot of what you just said now you said heading into the fight. So it's not one of these after the fact things too. You talked about uh Rosenstrike's defensive wrestling. Um and I, I agreed that Gaziov uh, was an unproven commodity heading into the fight. So but I, I still still thought he would uh he would be able to beat Rosen because Rosenstrike basically is one of those guys who does not throw. He's a um he's a store brand version of Derek Lewis. Um but you know, he did enough to win. Gaziev has no cardio. He doesn't have a mouth guard that fits. He uh I
0: think he has a mouth a... guard that fits. I think he was spitting it out. I think he couldn't yeah, breathe. Maybe. Uh yep. and and I'm also gonna say, you're right. It it usually seems like Rosal doesn't throw enough, but man, did he throw that jab? Like that jam yep. just had Gaziev nine different kinds of bloody. So like good for him. Uh again, yep. I I think I think we were quick to write off a guy who is beaten. Lots of decent up and coming heavyweights in his life and is pretty much only lost to like the very best of the division every single time. You know, like he's lost to the Jelton Almeida's and the, you know, tippity top guys. But apart from that, you know, Francis Ngannou, he's not really out here losing to the Shamil Godziev's and the Chris Dawkins's.
1: Yeah, he, um I look forward to him losing his next fight because that's basically what's going to happen. He's going to get a step up and yeah. he's going to lose. But how?
0: But but like,
1: what's a step up? Because yeah, he's already he's already made a better. The
0: the the name you just mentioned makes perfect sense for me. Why not Derek Lewis? Would you pick him against Derek Lewis? No. I don't know. I think I might, because here's the thing. He doesn't overcommit, and he doesn't get hit by, like... Definitely doesn't (laughs) overcommit. Yeah, right, but that's my point, is that, like, the people who get beat by Derek Lewis are the people who, like, wind up big on punches and find themselves off balance. Was he ever out of place once last night? Like, other than getting taken down by an overly-muscled takedown by, like... I I think somebody in the Discord called him a bridge troll. Uh, (laughs) The... the, (laughs) Apart from being taken down oh, right. by, uh, yeah, the, the guy who looks a little you bit call like him a fat, bridge straw. fat,
1: now he's a bridge straw. He's not, he's, he's not really he, fat. Is he a fat? Nah. You, you called him fat. He's more, maybe a little sloppy. He, he, he could sh- maybe. He's, he's loose chunky. 15 he's pounds. loose chunky. Let's bring yeah, back maybe loose 15 pounds. He'd be good. Loose chunky, we should. <laughs> let's bring it back. Let's bring it back for a title, too. Yeah, let's loose, br- loose, for 2024, lo- we'll bring him back loose Uh um, 2024 yeah, loose chunky. That, <laughs> 2024 loose chunky is the title. Gumby just named it. Gumby's just on fire today. Uh, all it took was a Drazinger rosen strike win for for Gumby to to be let loose and um and take over the episode. So yeah, so you're pretty excited about that amazing TKO retirement. um It's he, he knew what he was doing. If you say you can't see, the fight's going to get called. And he said, "Oh, I can't see." So, okay, fight's over. You don't want to fight anymore. He was looking for it now. I I
0: think he I, and I don't obviously I don't speak. The language that he was speaking.
1: You speak I a lot, would, though. You should learn that one.
0: I, I do. I do not know. Anybody. It's Russian, I believe, um, is the language. Is it I, not? I think. I think so. I felt. <laughs> I was almost gonna say I don't, don't want to commit, and then I was like, yeah. Then I was like, yeah, but he trains out of Bahrain, and I don't know. If oh, really? Okay. Any? Yeah, I, but I think it's like one of those, like, the, the the like kingdom of Bahrain is like paying to have fighters, quote unquote, train yeah, out of okay. there. Yeah. Uh, so I think he's like one of those guys. It's what language do they speak, like how,
1: language- uh, speak in Bahrain? I
0: uh, don't no, even come close to know the answer to that. That's why I backed off. The official up. <laughs> language of
1: Bahrain is Arabic. Okay. Uh, you, you can tell the difference between Arabic and Russian. They're talking Russian.
0: I think so. I, I think that was yeah. Russian. So I'm, <laughs> Anyhow, we're, yes. we're, we're going to officially commit. That was Russian. I don't yeah. speak any Russian. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he told his corner he wanted out. Not that he couldn't see.
1: Uh, um, yeah, maybe.
0: I, I wouldn't be. Conspiracy. And, and again, I have no way of knowing, uh, but but I'm pretty sure his corner was just trying to talk him into going back out there. And also, I can't stress this enough, what negligent corner work that was, because what path, what reasonable path to victory at that time did Shamil Godzi have, have in that fight? He already yeah. had lost enough rounds on the judges' scorecards that he could not win. He had lost uh, well, actually, one he could still win one judge's scorecards because there was one idiot in there who had it two two. Uh, one I, had I it thought, three.
1: I thought he, I, I thought he could have won the second round as well. So I, that wasn't a crazy scorecard. I wouldn't call him an. I idiot. mean, it was
0: it was as crazy as the four nothing scorecard for Rosenstrike, which there was also <laughs> yes. one of those in there. Yeah. The three one yeah. was probably the correct one. Um, But like, yeah, it, it, it was according to the judges' scorecards. If we had open scoring at that point, we would have known. It was finish or bust for Godziev. And I I think their corner could reasonably expect he probably needed to finish. And the dude was so winded, he couldn't finish a sentence. So like, you know, like, what is he going to go in there and do that was going to make it matter in that fight? He hadn't been close to a takedown in 15 minutes. Like, not even close to a takedown in 15 minutes. He was bleeding out of his nose profusely. He had been jabbed 785 times, like, what are you trying to convince him to go back out there for and don't get me wrong like he was mostly just tired and sick of being jabbed in the face so like i get if you're trying to encourage him because he like isn't out of it, you know, out of it out of it like he hasn't been knocked unconscious but also like if his will is not there like trying to talk that guy into finishing that fight is wild to me
1: yeah well, we probably talked too much about that fight how many people are still watching or listening at this point after that fight <laughs> that i love that <laughs> go ahead sorry go ahead i, I loved, loved it i'm
0: just saying i i loved it i'm a i am I was a big fan of that fight <laughs> that's
1: that's what I, when I was watching i'm like this is what the ufc wants to like uh showcase to the world this is their like they're saying this is the best we got tonight these two guys right here check it out it's amazing like and the whole the whole time they were um shoving down the throat that uh, we're gonna have another heavyweight fight night coming up in two weeks like that's not something you should advertise, really. Tui Vasa versus Tiberio, you should kind of keep that quiet. It's better, better than last night's matchup, but still, that's not really something you want. To I talk think. I five think seconds. the difference.
0: I think the difference for me in that one is they're just going to go for it. You know what I mean? Like Taitu doesn't hold back. Taitu Ivasa just throws recklessly, and like Marcin Tibera, uh, if he is going to win that fight, and I haven't really thought about it too much until you just mentioned it. Like,
1: how could you not? We talked about it all night last night. John Anik, every other word out of his mouth.
0: I mean, I was still thinking about Lockdog's knee to be completely honest with you. Uh, I pretty much thought about that from the minute <laughs> oh, it yeah. happened until the end of the fight card. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yep, that is true. Um. All right, that's uh, that was that. Oh, and we had John Annick last night. As uh, was it Caposa that tweeted it? I mean, weird how John Annick does a UFC Apex card, which which originally was supposed to be in Saudi Arabia, but uh, it wasn't really supposed to be in Saudi Arabia, according to Dana White. So weird, right?
0: Yeah, weird. I butchered,
1: <laughs> I butchered all that, but you understand what I'm saying. I, I knew what, My, what you were La- saying. Last night's yeah. card was supposed to be in Saudi Arabia. Uh, the, the story of Saudi Arabia did not want it because it was such a garbage card on paper. And Dana White claims, no, 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 no. But that wasn't the case. And then lo and behold, John Addick's doing their early morning Apex card um, uh, out of the blue. So anyhow, let's move on, shall we? I'm going to tell, tell you about a sponsor first, shall we? We shall. Underdog Fantasy, our good old friends Underdog Fantasy. Gumby and I are in on that. We're always checking out the site. We're always writing articles. Underdog, every day you get an Underdog Fantasy article written by either Gumby or myself. And I think people do other sports too on our site as well. So check it out, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. But definitely check out Underdog Fantasy. It is the easiest place to play fantasy sports. It's also the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. All you got to do is pick higher lore on a stat total in an upcoming game. And voila, you can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. That's pretty, 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 pretty good. So sign up today with promo code MMA SGPN and get your first deposit doubled up to 100 bucks, as well as an instant pick special. Visit analogfancy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with the promo code MMA SGPN. The other shows are beating us, getting sign-ups. I appreciate anyone who has used our code to sign up, but... We need more. We want more. Damn it. MMA SGPN. You get your first deposit doubled up to hundred bucks as well as an instant pick them special. So it's a win win for you and for us. Um What else? I already told you about that. And you can also uh, as well as an instant pick them special you get. Plus what else can I have to tell you about? You have to be 18 or over. I assume most people watching and listening are probably 18 or over and present in the state where underdog fantasy operates, terms apply, Concerned with you play, call 1-800-522-4700, or visit ncpg No, NCP This is a fantastic ad Gumby. I'm not even done it yet. I'm butchering it left and right. Uh S- you're do- if that's you're not doing good enough. S- <laughs> there you go. Like the lady at the concert. Good job. Uh SGPN <sighs> is teaming up with underdog to give you even more of a bonus. Sign up between now and the end of the month, and five winners will receive an underdog hat, underdog shirt, and a fifty dollar sgpn gift card so you can. Actually, dressed like me today. I'm wearing all SGPN gear. I'll sign up today using promo code MMA SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcastcom slash dog DOG enter the contest for your chance to win. I think all that Rosenstrike Gaziev talk is scrambled my brain, Gumby. All right, we can move on now. Let's move on. Light heavyweights. Maybe we got a prospect here. Maybe we have something in Vitor Petrino. Who's to say? Uh, he took care of Tyson Pager, sent him into retirement. Can't wait to see his next fight as. Uh, Sean Sheehan likes to say it, uh, severe MMA. Anyhow, Petrino won 33 and 7, 33 and 7, 29, 28, pretty much was in control the whole fight. We have Petrino at minus 300. Not as good as your plus 140 hit, but we'll take a win.
0: Yeah, I will, uh, I'll say with Petrino, it's interesting because usually when we see these prospects start to move up the ladder a little bit, we see them get a little bit more worried, a little bit safer approach. And he mm-hmm. did that here. And, and it just like, of course, begs the question is like Tyson Pedro, the, person who you should start being safe because you know like we I mean like let's look at Jack Della Maddalena as a right because we're going to talk about him on on Thursday's episode when, when Jack Della Maddalena took a step up and he started fighting you know like some of those people who were in the top 15 we started seeing a slightly safer version of himself to try to preserve himself and you're like okay well yeah I know he fought a top 10 guy and you're like okay that's that's the time we start taking it a little lighter or a time we start being a little bit more careful but he didn't take it lighter when he fought randy brown and that's kind of what this fight felt like this was his randy yeah. brown fight um, randy brown's even better he,
1: actually so yeah this is probably even less uh, but, than it, randy but it's brown. light, heavy light heavyweight so,
0: yeah yeah, it's like heavyweight randy brown's better yeah. than most of them so <laughs> um so yeah like it, it's sort of like that time where you're like is is it the right time for petrino to be taking the foot off the gas I don't know, but all the raw tools are there. And, and you know, to th- mm-hmm. the broadcast point, they made a couple of dozen times. It's like, it is only his 11th pro fight and he had almost no amateur career to speak of. So like, he is learning on the job a little bit. So maybe, maybe he takes away from this. I don't know. Uh, but like, obviously he's got the tools.
1: Yeah. His physique reminds me of like looking in the mirror pretty much every day. I'm like, wow, that guy's built <laughs> just like I am. He's uh he's yeah. pretty good. Uh, do you have any... I know it's light heavyweight, and he's probably right on the brink of the top 15 now, because there's really not much quality or quantity in light heavyweight. There's really not that many fighters. Um, do you have a fighter in mind for him next, or are we I, not? I mean, of I think
0: he nailed it. I think he nailed it with his post-fight call out, calling out Anthony Smith. Like, it, it just seems like oh, yeah. that's a That's, that's a, a big lot. step
1: up, but that's someone, yeah, name-wise is a big step up, but yeah, that's someone he could take care of, I think.
0: B- big step up guy who's on the decline, mm-hmm. uh guy who is dangerous enough where like he might have to use some of those same similar, be careful approaches, but pry mm-hmm. has the power to put away. Like, yeah, it just makes sense on so many different fronts. So yeah, I'm all for that matchup. If Anthony Smith yep. is.
1: Yep. All right. Uh I don't see why he would be though. Uh, I wouldn't be Uh moving on flyweights. This was, this was a good fight. Alex Perez maybe back was hopefully it? he gets more was this a good uh, fight <laughs> it was uh, no no wait a minute no this was not a good fight <laughs> you're Muhammad, thinking of the ursic one man <laughs> yes Mohammed mulkayev did, did not look good in this fight this is the fight where he kept dropping down looking like he was getting hit but really he was uh trying to get a takedown yeah this was a kind of trying not, to get a takedown <laughs> yeah this was not a good fight alex Perez looked bad well he looked good because he actually showed up uh, for a fight which which was a step uh step in the right direction for him he did lose his second or third fight in a row um anyhow mokaev won 29 28 29 28 29 28 kiev is one of those undefeated fighters who does not always look good though uh, he's o- always finds a way to win we'll give him that which is that, that's a, a skill that you do have to have especially as you move up the ladder but yeah he, he did not look good i take all of that back i, I remember him and his ho- horrible almost like desperation to to um, to wrestle despite doing good in the feet it didn't really it wasn't really good fight IQ as well
0: he looked like he was dropping down to take a dump in the middle of the cage which by the way <laughs> segues into my next point he talked Ooh. about being he talked about being sick after the fight he's like I deserve this title shot now because even though my performance sucked terribly which I think we could all <laughs> agree on he was like I was sick and if that is the case, let's let's just say we can trust him, which by the way, we sort of can. He also shared a picture of what appeared to be I don't know if it Twilight was throw ball? up or yeah, oh. did you see it?
1: No, it wasn't toilet ball for real. Oh yeah, yeah yeah.
0: <laughs> I was joking. yeah, yeah. He he like tweeted out a picture, he was like, This was only 48 hours before I thought. Uh. And it was like, I'm not sure if it was puke or if it was something else. (laughs) But the point is, is that I had to look at it and analyze it. And the best is then like (laughs) Joshua van God bless Joshua van great up and comer in the flyweight division is like, dude, you don't have to tweet that at us.
1: We trust that you might. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) It was just like one of those things where he's like, this is a bad performance. I know it was a bad performance. I hope somebody realizes I had diarrhea. <laughs> uh,
1: <that's laughs> and it's so uh
0: but but here's my point though. Let's say you did. Let's say you had a terrible fight camp. You were not prepared for this fight physically. You you went in there, you put on a bad performance on a guy on a long layoff who hasn't won since Nam. Like there's pretty much yeah no reason to try to attempt. A ten week comeback to fight on a oh yeah that's uh, right the it's real it UFC
1: three hundred one right 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 yeah
0: yeah so he's trying to get the three hundred one headliner it so let's say all that stuff is true and we can excuse your bad performance and still give you a title shot off of it we can't ten weeks later because even if you're feeling better now you got to imagine there's some recovery time coming after that fight you know, his body didn't feel good 48 hours ago. I can't imagine it feels good this morning when we're, we're taping this here on Sunday. Like, why would we turn around and give you a title fight 10 weeks later? Like that that's not a good start to a 10-week training camp to fight a guy, which by the way, if Alex Perez is stuffing your takedowns, let me tell you what kind of shot you have against Alexandre Pantoja. <laughs> it ain't yeah. good. It's bad. Yeah. Uh, and, and I put a, a tweet up just out of curiosity, how many people would pick uh Mohammed Mokayev to beat steven ursig after last night and and you know kept the usual amount of you know responses i did you know it was something like 50 or something like that responses on twitter and it was like 52 percent of people would pick Mokayev, which is like you know good people think mukayev could beat steven ursig yeah. after last yeah. night but yeah. my point is it's that's a toss-up and if you're feeling sick to start your only 10-week training camp, which is a short training camp for a title fight to begin with, you do not want to be fighting Alessandre Pantoja at the end of that quick training camp.
1: Yep. All right. Who is? Uh, this is pretty much what we're right down where they have they have to get an opponent for him at this point, right? There's not so like it's who who's it going to be? Gumby is what I'm trying to spit out. So up.
0: so my opinion right now, and I said this to Ryan H. Who uh, shout out to Ryan H. He's been sort of like a stuck in Discord limbo, and he's been having to DM me until he could get his number. So right. D- did time. you talk to the boss about it? <laughs> did, did I, I think did. He says spammer? it's he, he says it's a no. He says it's a larger Discord issue. So shout out to Ryan okay. H. He'll he'll be back. Uh, I believe in like seven to ten days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I said it to him. I said, look, we've got four guys in the flyweight division right now, who all could probably claim that they deserve a title shot, but have a big question. Can Amir Al- is Amir Albezi healthy enough to fight for the title? Is Manel, can Manel Cape make weight? Is Mohamed Mokayev or Steven Ursig ready to make that step up to fight somebody like Pantoja? And so all four of them have questions. Mm-hmm. Why not just give the quick turnaround title fight to Brandon Royval and let these other four duke it out? Because at this point, that's kind of what I think should happen. Brandon Royval showed that he was a little bit better against Brandon Moreno. This is probably his last shot at fighting for the title. So just give him his last shot at the title. And let all of these guys answer their questions on whether they're actually ready. Plus, then you're not taking a guy like Ursig or Mokaev or Abazi or, I mean, any of those four. And making them waste their first title shot on a short camp at a time they're not ready. You know, if anybody's yep. going to waste their sh- their short camp and and maybe not be ready, at least let it be a guy who kind of squandered that chance in the first place and is getting a last second chance in the second place. Like, yep. let let this be Roy Vols second in kind of like you know deserved chance, but not like overwhelmingly deserved chance, and let the other ones duke it out
1: sounds good to me you know what else sounds good gumby hall of fame bets you win bigger by betting smarter this nba season with hall of fame bets the sports betting analytics platform for parlays player props and game lines research every nba and soccer bet with historical stats and data enter any parlay idea in the hall of fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay start all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot which pigs have a value Stop in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start waiting with Hall of Fame bets. All right, so that was that fight. Bandway fate, Umar Nurmagomedov got his scare by Bekzak Almacon. He didn't, it looked like a glancing blow in, in the first round, but it was enough to knock down Nurmagomedov. Ring his bell. He was uh, scrambling from there, but he still, despite all of this, he won 3025, 25 3026 30, because that's how dominant his wrestling is. We had Umar at minus 1,200, but obviously there's, you know, got to have some some question marks uh, have to pop up now. And like, he's actually been rocked in a fight by a virtual unknown.
0: Yeah, I think the virtual unknown is better than we think he is. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Well, we kind of said that going in, or you said that going yeah, in, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, yeah, his scrambles look good, but he's, uh, you know, to my point, he's been a guy who's sort of relied on being a better wrestler and faster than everybody he's fought. Mm-hmm. Suddenly he's against Umar Medoff, and it's hard to be a better wrestler or faster <laughs> than him. So, yeah. uh, you know, Umar, it's just time to fight the Corey Sanagans of the world, um, and I yeah. hope he gets somebody like that. Or maybe the winner of, uh, what is it, Song Dong and in, in Piotr Jan are fighting this weekend, maybe the winner of that. Like would be a good one for, but like it, it's got to be one of this these like top guys by now.
1: I was wondering where Piotr Jan went. I, I forgot he was actually fighting uh, in a few days, so that's good. Um, and then the opener, uh, we got all these right, of course. Our opener, Steve Ersik, looked really good against Match Now. No more as a grappler, he took care of it with a very vicious knockout punch, twenty six seconds into the second round. So if Irsic's going to start sleeping dudes on the feet, look out, flyweights. I, I completely agree. He looked really go. dangerous. And he's
0: long. He's super yep. long too for that division, which makes it hard. Um I, I'm trying to remember who was it was because now I'm gonna feel bad not me. remembering. Maybe, maybe Drake Just say Riggs. It, me if it, smart. it might it might have been Drake Riggs on uh Twitter, uh who, who's, yep. I'm a fan of, uh said that it looked like the Carlos Condit Dan Hardy knockout um which it, it kind of did like they both threw matching hooks and like one of them mm-hmm. landed with one twice got there as first much, yeah one, one and with twice as much power yeah. right um but yeah no Ursing looks like the real deal i mean obviously i was just talking about him in title shot contention after a type of mm-hmm. fight like this and and schnell's a big step up is it the hugest step up no he's got to fight one of those albazy cape type guys next i i kind of like the idea of um him against manel cape Next, you know, Bazy versus uh, Mokayev, if they decide to go that way, mostly just because I like El wrestling and I want to see how that plays with Mokayev and both Cape and and Ursic just being like devastating strikers, uh, I think would be a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, Ursing. I mean, super incredible, haven't picked against him yet since he's in the UFC and and certainly won't be anytime soon.
1: Nope, if he's got some power, only 27, so he could be even you... uh, picking up even more power. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, did you did you catch what the uh, referee Chris Tyoney said to, to Matt Schnell afterwards? Did you see that in the yeah. Discord? Yeah, he was
1: he's basically uh, clowning on him for having his head bounce <laughs> off the canvas.
0: He told him he told him I don't just for anybody at home who didn't hear this, he he walked up to Matt Schnell after the fight and he said, I, I don't know what was louder, the way he hit your head or the way your head hit the mat. And he laughed and then he patted on the back and he goes, You'll see in the replay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Boy, what boy, a oh boy. Dick. <laughs> yeah just keep his, his yeah if you got nothing nice to say um but i don't think he knew he i i, I don't think he No, he looked out he was, of it <laughs> uh, read the room but no i don't think the the ref uh tayoni didn't oh like, yeah read read the room bro read the room <laughs> not a good thing to say i went four one on the main card which was nice gumby he swept it five and oh including the big underdog hit uh, that's why he's smiling. All right, prelims. Uh the middleweight fight actually, middleweight main event, the people's main event actually <laughs> was a better, better fight than than what we we originally uh thought it would be. Uh Eric Anders did win like I predicted over Jimmy Pickett. 29, 27, 29, 28, 29, 28. Gumby just basically played this one, played Pickett for fun because he didn't like the the uh, number on this fight. So Pickett retired as well.
0: Yeah, you can't pick Eric Anders at negative no. 400
1: against anybody no. in the US. I did, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, Pickett, Pickett did the uh, You Can't Fire Me, I Quit routine. He's uh, he's retired. Um, Banway fight, Lockdog. Boy, what a debut for him. Double bonus debut for this man. Fight of the night and performance of the night. Vinicius Lockdog Oliveira knocked out with a flying knee. Bernardo Sopai, who looked very good in the first round. And then he, he remembered, and uh, the people watching home remembered. Oh, this is a short notice fight for this guy and his UFC debut because he uh, got a little tired out. Um, he was also was getting peppered with with uh, with strikes. Anyhow, flying knee knockout, four forty one in the third round. It Looked like he uh, had a broken neck when he went face first into the into the canvas and was down there for quite a while. Um, we presume he's still alive. Uh, Locked out, definitely still alive, and his bank account is probably more alive than it's ever been after that win.
0: Yeah, so a couple of things. First of all, I, I think we got to give a little bit of credit for the way that Sofi tired out to Vinicius Oliveira because yeah. the, the pace that dude sets is incredible. Um, and you can swing as hard as you want, and it seems to not do any damage to this guy. He's so freaking tough. Um, so tough, such good pace, like such good cardio. Is he the cleanest striker? Hell no. But is he like, you know, the best kind of wild? Definitely. Um that Knee was incredible. Uh, you know, so Pai felt like a video game character does, you know, like you yeah. look like a character off of like UFC 2 when they'd all fall in like weird angles and stuff like, like It was just, you know, what a what a performance by Lock Dog. Um, nice to see him get the 100k. Uh, that that's probably the front runner for knockout of the year, right there. Um, I know we're yep. only you know two months in, but that, man, it, that's gonna be the one to tack up on the board and try to beat all year long. Cause I don't know that anything's going to look better than
1: that. The knee really wasn't even super necessary as Jorge uh, Masvidal uh, would say, cause basically he was, uh, he was getting rocked as it was. And the knee pretty much was the uh, icing on the cake there. So yeah, very nice hit for us. It too, probably was worth it for an extra 50 K though. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you got to finish the fight. Uh, so we had about minus at minus one fifteen. We missed the next one, but I don't think we were totally sad about missing the next one because uh, our boy Amin Zahabi got a big win. Maybe maybe, probably the biggest win of his career because he knocked off an undefeated fighter, Javid Basharat. 29-28 across the board. Basharat looked like Basharat in the first round. And then Zahabi put it on him the rest of the fight. Um, Just um, was stuffing stuffing his uh, grappling attempts and uh, piecing him up on the feet. Um, So Basharat is no longer undefeated. Uh and uh maybe even more disturbing is he thought he won the fight, which I can kind of get when you're in the heat of the moment of the fight. Maybe after you watch his film, he'll realize he did not win the fight. It wasn't it wasn't a bad decision by any means. And uh, a big win for Zahabi. Hopefully he can get another fight like in a couple months and keep this going. Not one fight a year.
0: Yeah, I will say, you know, like while you know, I, I I think the right call was made too. I th- I think Zahabi won the second and third rounds here, but I do think that this was one like one of those fights where not really a lot of people. There, there wasn't really a lot of going for it. You know what I mean? Uh, Combat Press scored the fight for uh, Basharat, by the way. Not not our guys. Show, <laughs> yeah, I
1: saw. I saw. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, like I, I don't think uh, I, I don't think he won this fight in retrospect. But the the second and third rounds were close because the thing is, yeah, I like, know. yeah this was not a big volume round either way. So you had to weigh it by who hit harder. And that always seems to be Zahabi. Like he seems to have that like late career, big power. Um, Mm -hmm. So I could see why, you know, Basharat could be like, oh, we landed the same amount of things. I don't know why they wouldn't score it for me. But the part that bothers me about this, at least in terms of Basharat losing is I had him ranked as like a very nice prospect all along. Mm -hmm. And there just doesn't seem to be urgency there. Um, and now that he's fighting people who are a little bit better, you know, I, I think on Wednesday when we broke down the fight, I said, he's really hard to hit. Like he's just really smart in the way that he gets out of range. He fought somebody a touch better and no longer was he really all that good at that. Um, and maybe, maybe I just overrated it the whole time, or maybe he just doesn't think he has to do more than that, but like, he's so talented. So to do so little with that talent in the fight, it's just like kind of a huge bummer. Um, but to your point, like Zahabi, dude, he's probably a top fifteen weight now. He's that's what is that five in a row and and beat Javid Basharat. Like, it'd almost be silly not to put him in the top fifteen.
1: Well, are you putting him in your top fifteen or not, Gummy? I
0: haven't I haven't submitted my rankings yet, but I think so. Yeah, like I,
1: I, I, had, Javid,
0: I had Javid, I had Basharat in the top fifteen before. Now I know he wasn't officially ranked, but he was he was on my card. So. For him to lose to that guy, and then, I mean, Zabi's on the same exact winning streak he was on, and only now he's beat Bajarad. So, like, uh, yeah. I'm going to have to look at whoever I would have put 16 and 17 and see if they have a better claim than Zahabi, but it, it's going to be hard to 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 rank somebody ahead of him right now.
1: Yep. Keep going, Zahabi. Keep uh, fighting. Get some more fights booked. Uh, Christian Leroy Duncan um, beat my only underdog I had, and my underdog did not look good here at all. Um, Duncan he didn't, looked, even did try. He was, <laughs> didn't even try. He, well, he, he couldn't figure out the range, apparently. Um, yeah, Claudio Hib- Hibiero did not look good. TKO, elbows and punches by Christian Leroy Duncan. 157 in the second round. This was the... Uh, fight where the ref wanted to see if hibiero could die or not in the cage right was this not the one no, that's that's, that's the first no. i mean that yeah, one got, but also yeah.
0: the first fight yeah the first fight yes. too. yes yeah yes. I, I just I, i'm gonna chalk this up to hibiero uh, at, at, as soon as he was like i'm gonna throw the two big punches that i have in me <laughs> and they didn't and they didn't land he was like well yeah. how can i lose this quicker uh well better go belly down um so, there's nothing to say here i'm still not i am a cld as a prospect. I think he's going to get beat by somebody who can box. <laughs> I guess All right.
1: We'll see. Gumby's still a hater, even after his, his aggression and uh, everything. But yeah, Hibiero's not a huge feather in your cap beating him. Um, plus we're salty that we uh that we had hibiro Uh Ludovic Klein looked the way we hoped he would look. He uh he, poor AJ Cunningham making his UFC debut on what a week's notice against a guy like Ludovic Klein. He pieced him up just non-stop assaults to it, not just the head but the body as well. Ended up winning with like a deep kick to the body and punches 436 into the first round. We had Klein at a big like minus 800 or something ridiculous <laughs> like that. Yeah. Minus 800. Yeah.
0: Yeah, big surprise. Guy who uh, lost his Contender Series fight by not being good enough at striking uh, gets a striker <laughs> in his debut and is not good enough to strike with him. Uh, I mean, like, yep. I don't know what they want. I'm go. glad Klein got to fight mm-hmm. anyway.
1: <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And then in the opener, we got this wrong. Things did not start good that way. Look, Radz Habab looked really good against Abdul Karim El-Sawadi, who reverted back to the old version of him, the, the, the not as good version of him, who who gets hit too often. That's what happened last night. Got himself hit too often, ended up knocking, getting knocked out in the third round, 49 seconds into it. He seemed to be getting better as the fight went on. And then he got himself knocked out and we didn't start the night off on, on the right foot.
0: Yeah, he had the judges scorecards on all three uh, in the second round. So, yeah, he, yep. he definitely lost the first round, definitely won the second round. It was coming down to the third round. I thought he had all the momentum. Uh, you know, I originally did, had yeah. El Salati by decision. It really looked like that was coming to fruition. And, you know, sort of to your point on the other one, it was kind of a glancing blow or like one of those behind the ear blows uh, that caught him. I, I mean, props to like Rodzaboff. For anybody who picked him, that was a great handicap just because he's got the power to change the fight at any time. Uh, but but I really thought that El Sawadi had all the the pieces going at the right time. He was even hitting his own takedowns on Rodzaboff. Like, he looked really good in there uh, right up until the minute he got hit, which is kind of a bummer. Uh, I think he'll be back, though. He, he's He put together a really good performance against George Hardwick. He was in the middle of a good performance here. I think we'll see him in a against a, a little bit lower of competition, because this was a big ask right out the gate. Guy who's been in the PFL Finals twice, you get him in your UFC debut. Um, so, like, I, I think he's going to get, you know, like a contender series guy or something in his next fight, and he's just going to steamroll him. So, don't don't write off Selwadi yet.
1: Well, maybe he should stop talking to you on your other podcast and maybe he'd have more success. That's that's what I got to say about that. We both went seven and four. I, I'm in I'm Zah- mm-hmm. in
0: Zahabi, talked to me, and it's he pulled true. off one of the most it's massive true. upsets of the year. So, you know.
1: Yep. Yep. All right. We both went seven and four, which is good. But I lost 135. Gumby lost 59 bucks. But you don't, we don't, no one bets 100 bucks in every fight. Uh, on the year, we're both at 56%. We both have the exact same record, but Gumby's only down 7% of his money and I'm down 11%. Boy, nothing but red when I look at our locks, dogs, props, and uh, rough night. <laughs> rough night for that. Don't even need to go through it, but we we missed on everything: our locks, our dogs, our props, and our parlays. So no good there. Um, focus on Rosenstrake. We... Focus <laughs> on Rose yes, focus. <laughs> on, yeah, please. Uh, Vinicius Oliveira and Bernardo Sopai won the fight of the night. Ursic Oliveira won performance of the night. So double dipping for Ursic um they kept trying to sell us on a fight night in two weeks but no in between then we have a ufc pay-per-view ufc 299 o'malley versus versus vera to kaseya center miami florida next saturday night we'll run through the car quickly and we'll get out of here all right the pay-per-view portion the portion they want us to pay for o'malley versus vera sean o'malley marlon vera bannerweight championship Dustin employee Benoit saint denis kevin holland michael venom page gilbert burns jack della maddalena Yan Song Yadong. That's a pretty solid pay-per-view right there. Um, prelims: Curtis Blades, Jilton Almeida. That's fantastic. Caitlin Sir. See, she got an even harder name to say. Sir Manera, Sir Manera, aka Chukag- Nee Knee uh, versus Macy Barber. Oh, your favorite's coming back. Wow, and she's on a roll. The too. future. The future. The future is here. Future's now. Matthias Gamrot, Rafael Dos Santos. Pedro Munoz, Kyler Phillips, another very solid uh, prelim portion, early prelims, Yon Kudalaba, Felipe Lenz, Michela Pereira, Michael Olasechuk, Robeles desponye Oh, this guy's exciting. Wait till you see the bad boy in action. Uh, he's fighting Josh Parisi. Oh, he's going to get to shine in this fight. Uh, CJ Vergara, Asu Almabaev, Joanne Wood, Marina Moroz. What a fight card, Gumby.
0: Yeah, it and the thing that sticks out to me the most about this fight card and the most exciting part of that is, is like, so much of it, and, and I talk all, about this all the time, is, like, a good fight answers a question. And, like, mm-hmm. all of these fights are, like, will you get out of the way for my ascent to the top? You know, like, will this veteran move aside for the young guy? You know, you could say that about Song Yudong, Piotr Yan. You could say that about JDM versus... Gilbert Burns. You could say that about Benoit Saint Denis versus Poye. You could say that about Jelton Almeida versus Curtis Blades. Like you could say that about Caitlin Sermonara versus Macy Barber. It's like all of these people who are like stalwarts at the top of their division, and like the person set to replace them in that spot up against them. It's like very exciting to see a fight card built like that.
1: Yeah, Gamrot Dos Santos Phillips. Oh, Gamrot. I kind kind of didn't even meet you. Yeah. yeah. Cameron's old. He's 33, but still he's he's on his way up still. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and then uh, the bad boy versus Josh Parisian as well. He <laughs> can take Parisian's yeah, spot. Yeah, can he day.
0: take Parisian spot? As yeah. the, uh,
1: Hopefully he can the, do more than that.
0: The Stalwart that Parisian is. <sighs> hey, did you see, yeah, just before we go, hmm. I have to say this before we leave, that, that Chase Sherman won by knockout in a bare-knuckle MMA fight last no night. No
1: way. No, I didn't see it. <laughs> Game Brad was out. he fighting that?
0: Yeah, he was. He fought out uh, Alex Nicholson, who maybe has a questionable oh, yes. past, and we definitely would have rooted for uh, the Vanilla Gorilla. So shout out to the Vanilla Gorilla today. Vanilla gorilla,
1: <laughs> putting a stop to racism. Good, good to see. Um, good to hear. I mean, all right, that's it for us. We're going to be back tomorrow. It's regional episode lfa's got a big uh fight card we're going to talk about tomorrow in the meantime you can catch us in the discard unless your name is ryan h in which case you cannot catch us in the <laughs> you... actually he can still read but not post is that what it is or it seems like he can read a little bit not post yeah. and he can send dms
0: uh so i was nope. me and him me and him were chatting during the fights anyway uh <laughs> yeah. he actually you know shot him he had a big uh lock dog in the third round at like 12 or 13 or something like that Locked yeah dog
1: all right, so catch us in the Discord, com slash Discord. Catch us on Twitter, SGP and MMA. Gumby Vreeland, Jeff Fox Writer. I'm also Jeff Fox Writer on Instagram. Catch us on YouTube, as we said. Keep subscribing, keep commenting, keep enjoying our videos, hopefully. Uh, catch Gumby at Top Turtle MMA Podcast. More about that in upcoming episodes. Catch me at com. If you're interested in what Cage Warriors fighters make, I'll be posting that very, very shortly uh, because they fought in California a couple weeks ago. So I got the official info. I'll be posting that as as well as my Pick'em Contest will be up and running again Monday for the UFC pay-per-view coming up. And catch us, of course, on SportsGamblingPodcast.com, SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash store and SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. All right, we're out of here. Back tomorrow, it will be the Snow Leopard, Jeff Fox, and it will be DRV. I'll be real and we'll talk to you then. Bye.